Effective communication is important because it helps identify your place in business decisions and personal decisions. Welcome to Communication Matters with Deborah Malnix. Anywhere you go, with everything you do, wherever you live, and whoever you know, communication matters. Now, here's your host, Deborah Malnix. Hello, everyone. My name is Deborah Malnix, and I am the host of Communication Matters, a show that focuses on the importance of communication, not only in business, but in everyday life. Everything starts with communication. And today, we will discuss how others have used communication in their careers to their advantage and how you, too, can use communications in your life. Today, we have a very special guest and communicator, Mark Barty, a graduate of Indiana University of Pennsylvania, with a BS in business administration and an MBA in finance and accounting. Mark has had a very interesting career and one in which communications have played a significant role. To begin, Mark has over 30 years of diverse pharmaceutical experience at AstraZeneca, Astra Merck, and Merck. He has held several finance positions of increasing responsibility, leading to the Director of Finance and administration for the Middle East and Africa region located in Paris, France. He has held positions in business planning and operations, supporting Merck's international business in Latin America, Far East, Middle East, and Africa. At Astra Merck and later AstraZeneca, he held several sales, executive account management, and payer access strategy positions in the Commercial Managed Care Group. He also has been VP of Business Development for the Danahar Lynch Investment Group, where he provides general business consulting to startup companies. Throughout his career, Mark has used communications effectively to increase his knowledge and create a very successful career. I'd like to welcome Mark Barty to Communications Matters. We are very happy to have you join us today. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Deborah. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You know, it's interesting in reading your your intro, I kept thinking not only must communication be so critically important to you, but you've used it in so many different countries in different ways around the world. And I think it just goes to show how communication wherever you are is so critically important. How do you feel the that communications how important are they in your life and have been in your career tell us a little bit about that well very essential and fundamental um, as i started out my career and i had the good fortune as you pointed out of diverse experience my my career was in basically three buckets started out in finance then uh, sales, account management, and then lastly, business development. And in all three buckets, uh, it required me to learn a different level of skills associated with communicating with my audiences. Uh, For example, in finance, you tended to get to the bottom line very quickly, and there was not a lot of room for being too verbose. Uh, You had to get to the point and uh, state the facts Uh, Debits have to equal credits in the financial world. Uh, Sales, a little different. Uh, Your customers had to trust you. They had, you had to come off as being authentic. You had to come off as being someone who wanted to expand the business. And uh, then sometimes, you know, in negotiations, the communications could get rough because you come to a, 
a point at which uh, you're not moving the business forward. And when that happens, you have to come up with some form of an elegant solution to get the business accomplished. And then lastly, in business development, it's about creating ideas and seeing where uh, opportunities could go if you put the right teams together and motivated them. What I hear a lot from people is, well, how do I begin to utilize communication? How do I make it effective and make it better? And in listening to what you just said, have you had training in communications? A lot of times businesses don't specifically train in communications. They train in lead development, in customer um, interactions. But I would think that especially in your particular career, communication was incredibly important. Now, did you actually get support from your companies in communications, or was it something you developed by watching and learning and practicing yourself? Right. So, it's really a combination of both, right? Uh, Before your formal education or your professional career, you know, I spent a lot of time being a life student of communication, listening and watching the people who I thought were very effective in getting their points across, their messages across. But the answer to your question about did I get any formal training, the short answer is absolutely. Um, early in my career, I was very much, uh, and, I'll, and I'll, I'm not afraid to admit it, but I was fearful of getting up in front of large groups. And one way around that was to take uh, courses. I took a Dale Carnegie course that was paid for by my company. Uh, My companies also had in-house training uh, around presentations and communications, also negotiating skills, et cetera. So a combination of some of the natural observation learning, the formal training you might get in college, certainly in your career with your company. Um, That all played a part. And then real life experience, just being on the job and doing it. And, you know, you know, when you don't get your point across Uh, in in the professional business world, it's very clear. uh, People are not shy. They'll, they'll ask you, what did you mean? You know, and so you really sharpen those skills over time so that you preempt any confusion or lack of clarity. You know, it's interesting because I think that many people are frightened by communications. You say communications, you have to make a speech or you have to present in front of an audience and there's an immediate fear. And I think one of the things about communication is becoming comfortable with them and realizing that the more you utilize communications, the easier and the much more natural approach, the more comfortable you will feel with them. And I think a lot of, per, of, of people in business look at communication as a fear rather than something that is really very helpful and can be an asset to their business approach. How has communicating effectively, for example, helped you directly in your ability to advance? Have you been told by your peers or by your superiors that you have a natural ability to communicate or that you can do a great job communicating with this particular client where there's actually been a support environment, not just taking courses, but I mean a supportive environment in that your your peers, your superiors, your your others within your organization have said you can really communicate well. Well, uh, I guess thinking back, uh, one of the natural 
abilities or characteristics. You know, I've always tried to be a, a trustworthy, authentic individual. And I think that comes off when I speak to people. Um, and typically, you know, when you're communicating in the business world, you know, you should always realize that you you probably have more knowledge about your topic than your audience. And so with that is comes a confidence which allows you to be kind of in that natural relaxed state that you refer to. And then that allows you the opportunity to uh, get your message across appropriately at the right time. Has your communication style or your ease of speaking changed over the years or has it maintained its characteristics? It has absolutely changed. Uh, You know, Early on, very much a fear-based, spent a lot of time overanalyzing uh, the material, which is not a bad thing in general, because you do want to be on top of, of your material. But there was way too much anxiety. And the minute I started to learn to relax, uh, recognize that you know my audience is as human as I am, and just take things in stride, I think that's when you become a more effective communicator. You know, and I, I don't like to use too many sports analogies, but I often watch uh, major league baseball players when they're up at the plate. And if you take notice, they all take a deep breath and they look as relaxed as they can so that they can swing that bat as fast as they can. And I think that's kind of very much the same mentality when delivering a presentation or a speech. You have to really be relaxed you're ready, you've done your training, you've practiced, but now it's time to just relax and take a swing at the presentation or the ball. I'm a strong believer in, in humor. And one of the things I have found over the years in, in working with um, a variety of individuals is that what you had mentioned earlier, the fearful part of, of thinking, what if I make a mistake? What if I don't pronounce the word correctly? And I think some of the most successful speakers are those who can make a mistake and make light of it. Oh, well, I really murdered that name, didn't I? Or, well, I'm not sure if that's exactly the, uh, you know, the correct date and time, but I will make sure by the time this speech is finished that I get the information correct. You know, it just, I think it makes them human. And it makes the listener realize that they're as vulnerable as I might be to making an error or, but you can laugh at it or you can make light of it and you can say, we're all human. We all make a mistake. We all mispronounce something. Have you found that to be true? Well, absolutely. And uh, honestly, I would use humor as a tactic. Whenever I started a, a presentation, I would look for something in the room to just get the audience relaxed a little bit. But in fact, I was trying to relax myself. Uh-huh. Uh, and once I got that, that you know, light laugh, uh, I felt more comfortable. It was a connection that I made, and then it was full steam ahead with the material. And if there was an opportunity somewhere midway through the presentation to keep some of that humor alive, again, it's just a way to connect with your audience. You just used one of my favorite words, and it is connect. And I think that when we connect with another individual or with an audience, we have such an advantage, such a unique point with them because there's a connection. 
I, I think it's very interesting how that human connection works, not only in business situations, but in life, in relationships, in our dealings with others. It's an ability to reach out and touch that person in a way that says, I respect you and I understand what you're saying, but here's my opinion. And we're, we're both going to discuss it on the same level. That human connection is a critical component that I think really works so well. And if it doesn't come naturally, I always, I, I tell people again and again, practice with a lamp. A lamp will never laugh. A lamp will not talk back to you, but it makes you feel more comfortable. And I think the more times you can say what you are trying to say and feel comfortable with it, the more effective you will be. Do you agree yeah, with and that? And I, I think that's a good point about uh, if you are in a situation where you have to deliver uh, a major presentation or you're, you're facilitating a meeting or you're giving a toast at a wedding, uh, practice makes perfect. So practice, practice, practice without driving yourself crazy uh, because you always have to remember in the end, you just have to relax and let it happen. Be yourself and go for it. And if you make a mistake, laugh at yourself. That's I think that's, I think that's wonderful advice. I think that, you know, sometimes we take ourselves so seriously that we forget we're human. Everyone makes a mistake. But I have a question for you, and this is something that's been on my mind. Do you feel that communication today is almost taking a secondary direction in today's business? Um, or do you feel that it is still more important than ever? And I ask this because I also work with students, and I see so little communication skills in some of these students because they are used to communicating by texting or communicating through the digital avenues. And I think that the way you really connect with people is through the verbal, the contact that you make as one individual to another, not through a digital. I wouldn't be surprised at maybe in 50 or 75 years, we might be much less verbal than we are now. But I still think that good communication skills gives you a tremendous advantage do you feel that it's taking a secondary role in today's society, or do you think that it is as important as ever? So it's interesting. I would say we're going through this transition thanks to social media. And whenever a new tool is presented to help us communicate, I would imagine there's some growing pains. And I think we see that today. And there's a lot of good information. There's a lot of misinformation. But Uh, where I think there's a danger is that some people are so focused on their iPhone or their, their uh, computer uh, and they're communicating uh, in this virtual space, as opposed to face to face. Uh, I think, you know, we're losing some ground on that front, but sooner or later, uh, I think it'll come back to face to face is always better if you can have it that way or if we're going to stay in this uh, uh, digital world, meetings like this, and, and you and I can see each other at this point in time, and that's, that's comforting. So maybe that technology uh, will even get better over time. And this could be, you know, the era of the Jetsons, if you remember that cartoon show. Yes, I but, do. You know, I don't think it's essential. And, uh, you, you know, I don't, you know, I think fundamentally, communications is a way to tell the world who we are and what we represent, what we want to be. It's our personal branding tool that we develop over the years. I like that aspect a lot, that it is your personal branding tool, because it is true. 
And it's really the impression that you give to the individuals you meet about that brand. It's the same with the advertising. What is the position of that brand? How does it represent itself in the marketplace? I think how you speak and the comfort you have with with speech says a lot about you as a confident individual, as well as where you are in, in how you feel with working with this particular team or this particular person. I mean, my field is is communications, and I work with so many, so many students who really are uncomfortable speaking. And I try to get them past that point so that they feel comfortable enough to really converse and communicate with another person. I think your career has been very interesting. Um, And I think that from reading about it, it has really had a very strong component in the communication aspect. What has been or who has been one of the most influential people in your life in terms of business and communication and just really that you feel looking at that person as an inspiration in your career? Has there been anyone along those lines? Yeah, I would say uh, a very good friend from high school, and we're still uh, good friends today uh, and business partners in some ventures. Uh, He was extremely successful in corporate America. Uh, He actually was the chairman and CEO of a major global company. And because we're friends and I have access to him all the time, I, I realized that you know, he can communicate well. He's a, he's a great listener first. Uh, he gives everyone their time to get their point, ac- point across. And he will, you know, lead people sometimes and the business follows. And other times he leads the business and the people follow. So he has this ability to know when to use which approach to get uh, something accomplished. And I admired that, and he's been a great sounding board over the years, uh, and I'm fortunate enough that he's a, he's a good friend as well. And, you know, clearly, friendships are two-way. I'm sure I add some value to him both personally and professionally, and it's just worked out well. I think, and again, going back to what I had mentioned earlier, it's connecting with a person as a human being. And I think we all have that desire to connect with other people. Some people can connect much easily. Others have much more of a difficult time. But I think that that ability to connect with your audience, to connect with the people you are talking to, to connect with those around you is an incredibly valuable asset in business. And I'm always fascinated by how there are just some people, you meet them for the first time and you feel so comfortable with them. You know, you just really enjoy talking to them and you feel that you could say anything to them. Other people you may work with for many, many years and you never feel comfortable with them. What is it about that person that that presents this? And it's not negativity. It's just maybe a, a more formal presentation or a more formal uh, regard to how they conduct themselves. But I think it's when you make that connection, and, and, I, and I love that phrase, the human connection, it is just very rewarding on two levels. It's rewarding for the individual who is recipient, and it's rewarding for the individual who is the giver. And I think that that is one of the strongest things that you could ever do in, in your career or your personal life. I mean, I hear all of these, and we probably all have during our, during our months about how someone may be dating someone or they're working with someone and they just never talk. 
you know, so you never know what they're thinking or you never know what they're really saying. And, and it's so difficult to work with, with someone like that. And from their perspective, they might not feel that anything they're saying is going to be important or that they're afraid that they might be taken non-seriously or they might be just very uncomfortable speaking. There are all of these different facets that go into communication. And I think the more you do it, like anything else, the more you practice it, the more you do it, the better you will become at it and grow from it because that's an important, a very, very important part of communication. Because of your... And you know, to that point, if I could just add one thing, Mm -hmm. the people I admired the most over the years as communicators are those people who, when you spoke with them, they made you feel like you were the most important person in the room. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I'm not that great at it, but I work at that all the the time. Because if you can master that, really give that person your undivided attention, I I think you're going to be in a a great place to be respected and admired. And also, people are going to be very supportive of you as well. Well, you know, you touched on something that really just a light went off and you said how you are reaching that person. And we've all talked to people who, while we're having a discussion, they're looking at their watch or they're um, picking up their phone and they're saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, or they'll say, sure, I'll get back to you on that. And they leave and you have the distinct impression that they could care less. And their perception might be, well, yeah, we were talking, we covered all the issues that had to be issued. I don't know why there's, and that perception of what each person is expecting and receiving, again, is so critical. And I think a lot of that comes from just really listening and being able to say, thank you for your input. I really appreciate the fact that you came today. We're going to really review all of the information as opposed to, okay, well, I only have 10 minutes and I, and I have to really, there's, it's a respect for each other that is so subtle, but yet is so important. And as this is a business show, I'm always interested in my guests on what they feel is one of the most important lessons they have learned in business, where they feel that this particular lesson has really helped them advance their career. So I'm going to ask you that as well. And do you have something that you feel you learned that really has been able to push you along the road to success? And if so, what is it and how did you come about it? Well, very early in my career, um, I I was working in a, you know, it was a difficult environment. We were setting a a new office up and people were being hired and new systems were being uh, implemented. And there was just a lot of anxiety and frustration in this growing organization. And there were problems, nevertheless. And this person who I reported to uh, said to me, look, always look for an elegant solution to whatever the problem might be. And I thought, okay, that sounds really good. (laughs) We'll try to make it a quote, win-win for everyone and be elegant about it so that everyone feels good about whatever that solution is. But it dawned on me as I tie that back to communication. If you're good at either communicating what an elegant solution might look like or communicating in that that's what we're striving to achieve, it engages the, the group. And that allows for authentic conversation because we're looking to expand the pie, not 
take from different sections of the pie. And I think that just, it builds a better team, a more cohesive team, if you will. So much of what you're saying is really coming across as be real. Don't try and fake it. Don't try and be something that you're not. Because people, I think, in my experience, will appreciate you, even if you do make a mistake, to say, I'm sorry, let me do it again, and I'll do it right this time. Because there's a, a unity there. We all make mistakes. We all do some things wrong. We all, at times, you know, we we're sorry we ever approached it that way. But I think how we touch people, and I think we touch people through communications, we also touch people by letting them know we did make a mistake. You make a mistake. Other people make a mistake. But I'm willing to look at it and redo it. And that's where that humanness, that personal touch comes in because you are taking responsibility for it. You're not saying, well, I didn't have this information. Well, I didn't know that that was supposed to be that way. You're saying, let me, let me redo it. I'll make it better. And I feel that that really is sometimes overlooked in business. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to be you know, not 100% perfect because people can identify with that. And if they identify with that, it is creating a connection. It's creating a human connection. And I think right. that's important. And look, some companies are better at building a culture, a company culture around that. It's okay to make mistakes, just fix it and learn from it and do better next time. And if you establish that kind of a culture, I think you'll be a much more effective organization. I think so too. I think the world would probably be a much better place with much stronger communication abilities than it is right now as well. Absolutely. Now, when do you do your best work? Do you find that as a communicator, you're, you feel that your strongest communication is early in the morning or at night after you've had a chance to kind of take in the day? Or do you feel that you have an ability that is time sensitive? I often talk to people and they say, I, I could never make a speech in the morning because it's just not, I, I, I'm just not started yet. I've talked to other people who say I could never make a speech at the end of the day because I'm already exhausted. I've put in a whole day. Do you have a time factor in your work and in your being that you actually think affects how you communicate? Yeah. So, uh, you know, just knowing my personality, I've always been a morning person. Uh, or, you know, I've been an early to bed, early to rise kind of an individual. And my brain is on fire early in the morning. And that's when I get my best ideas. I do my best planning. And then I use the rest of the day uh, to get into a rhythm to communicate whatever I've come up with if I needed to communicate anything. And, uh, you know, much more in a relaxed mode. I must admit, I've always avoided trying to give a presentation after lunch. That's a classic uh, joke in corporate America that uh, to be the first one after lunch, you must have upset someone somewhere. But uh, in all fairness, you know, you can overcome that as well. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of a morning person. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned earlier that you really attribute something to your one of your friends in, in terms of inspiration and having an effect on you. Do you mentor? Um, I'm, I, I know a lot of people who purposely have put some of their expertise and some of their oh, experience into mentoring and helping others. Have, have you done that within your career or have other people mentored you? Yeah. So uh, obviously, I have had mentors over the years, sometimes not necessarily a formal mentor program, but I just had people 
who I connected with. There was great chemistry with, um, and, you know, I learned a lot from them. But, and, and by the way, through my corporate career, whether it was finance, uh, sales, uh, business development, I've had an opportunity with younger people in the organization to help bring them along. But uh, what I'm doing now with the Danaher Lynch Investment Group is we have a lot of young startup companies uh, that uh, they're smart people. Some are in tech, some are in the food industry, some are in the audio video industry. And, you know, they, they enjoy sitting around a table going through their business plan with me and others uh, as part of the group. And we could bring to them some of our business acumen to help them get beyond some of the things that they may be concerned about that in some cases are not that big of a concern, knowing that we've been around and we've seen this over and over again. Uh, Don't sweat the small stuff, but yes, absolutely. And I get a lot of, uh, you know, I get a lot of enjoyment out of doing that. It's that classic give back to uh, business people, wherever they are in their career uh, help them negotiate deals, help them negotiate salaries, whatever it takes. And, uh, hey, that's my way of giving back. I think giving back is a critically anyway. important important component in business. And I, and I think that that really comes back ultimately to you. Um, in my business, where we had a lot of printing, I always told my employees, call and say thank you whenever a job is delivered and it's good, whenever. And I've had printers, printers tell me that, well, we would stop the presses for you because you appreciate what we do. It's such a little thing. It doesn't cost anything. It's, you know, not anything that you have to limit. And it's, it's, it's something that people respond to as humans. Now I always ask this question as we're coming to a little bit, um, you know, of less time. And um, it is what question do you wish I asked you, but didn't? Well, Maybe what do I want to be when I grow up? Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I I uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you the truth. I um, will be celebrating my sixty sixth birthday this week, and I feel like there's still a world of opportunity out there, and I continue to look for ways to to grow uh, and develop in in different areas. I I have a special interest in. Uh, blockchain technology, learning about that, and uh, artificial intelligence. These are just little hobbies and topics that I I pick up on. But, you know, what would I like to do in the next phase of my life? Um, And I love, I've always loved talking to people, uh, solving problems. Uh, I keep searching for that, that opportunity. And whether it's you know, being more of a mentor formally or uh, having a radio talk show. I have no idea around business and, and all that good stuff. I, I just fantasize about what could be and the, the sky's the limit, but it's just a matter of just finding that right opportunity. Well, so I, I guess that's a short way of saying I don't know what I want to be <laughs> when I grow up, but I keep looking. But you said something before, which I thought was really uh, something that you might not have heard 20 years ago, and that is, I'm 66, and I'm always looking for opportunities. How can I make the world a better place? How can I communicate more effectively? And I think that 
there is so much talent there in an experienced individual, and it's being recognized more and more. I think that 20 years ago, when a person was retired or getting older, there was not that recognition of the value that person or the perspective of that person could add to a situation. I think that's changing a lot. And I think that when you have a lot to offer, there is a lot of mentoring that can be done, guidance that can be done, working with various organizations that help businesses, new businesses and startup businesses. That I find extremely rewarding because I think that the more experience you have, the broader your ability is in order to help others who would like to start a business. You know, it's interesting. I think America is one of the few countries where you can be an entrepreneur, where you can start a business, where you can actually have that ability to do what you do well. It's very difficult starting a business in most other countries. In Europe, it's it's practically impossible with taxes and forms and criteria. In America, having your own business is, I think, a really wonderful opportunity. And if it doesn't work, you can start another one. If you, I always, it's, it's how many people do you talk to who have started five, six businesses before they found the one that really worked for them? And I always tell students when I'm working with them, eliminate the word failure, it's learning. And you learn and learn and learn at every age. If you're driving somewhere and you make a left turn instead of a right, you don't say, I failed. You say, I made the wrong turn. Let me go back and I've got to make a left instead of a right. And life is like that. When something doesn't work, it doesn't mean you failed. It simply means you've learned that that's not the best avenue for you to go down. And I think that's a lesson that really can be very, very advantageous. I think that you've added a lot to the show. I think that your experience is really quite admirable. And the fact that you are still looking for things to do and what you want to be when you grow up is really quite, quite brilliant, let's say, because you haven't looked at a door as being closed. You've looked at doors as always being open. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I think you have added a lot to the show on communications and how they have helped you in your business, and your career. And I would like to thank our audience for listening again today and to remind them that if you would like to get in touch with um, our guest today, you can visit the VA website or you can go to mark, period, S, period, Bardi, B-A-R-D-I, at gmail.com and you can reach him. And Mark has promised that he will answer each request. Is that Absolutely. true? <laughs> terrific. <laughs> terrific. Well, I would like to thank you. I so enjoyed chatting with you and, and listening to your uh, feelings and, and insight into communications. And certainly very, very glad to hear that you feel that they are as important, if not even more important than ever, because I feel the same way. And if our listeners have any questions, you can go online and refer them to me or go right to the top and go to Mark. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I I really enjoyed it. And thank you so much. And I will talk to you again soon. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. Communication Matters can be heard on the Voice America Business Channel. Check and listen for new shows every week. Until our next program, keep the communication going.